will be here on Easter Sunday, which is April 9th, and uh, there is a, a sign-up sheet that will be out in the foyer with Katie, because what we think, you know, the, you know what the resurrection is all about, what the cross is all about is family. Jesus came and was born a human, born a human on earth, God's son, so that God could have a family. He restored humanity to back to the Father. And it's all about family. It really is. And so Easter, Easter Day, the children's ministry is putting on this deal, and we need your help. Um, they're they're going to do the main dish, and they're asking for a lot of sides and drinks and plates. And we know, believe me, we want you to do what you're supposed to do on Easter, which is, sweet, which is you and the Lord. But for those of you that can, that want to be a part of this, we're going to provide a meal, we're going to eat together, and we're going to play with the kids and have special things for them. And it's really about family. We don't want any families not to have someone to be family with. That's why Jesus came, you know. So uh, I'm tickled to death they're doing this. So children, uh, you're dismissed. You can go, history makers, they're waiting for you guys. Uh, you can go back there. So what is Easter about, right? I want to talk about that today and tomorrow and, and, uh, and tomorrow, next Sunday, building up to Easter. But, uh, you know, the thing that they talked about is welcome home. Because that's what Easter is all about, right? And so we really do want people to feel like family. They, we want people to feel the love that they actually have. And, you know, as a church, you guys are amazing at making people feel loved. Uh, uh, sharing the love of Christ with people. And that's one thing that's been consistent forever. And, uh, you know, when you think of uh, Easter, I want to talk about something because really it is centered around Jesus. And I want to ask you some questions today, uh, personally. Because I'll tell you what, what my goal is every time we gather together in a corporate service is for you to have an encounter with Him. Like real encounter. Like, we're not here to talk about Him. We're not here to, to learn history or to be entertained. Even though I love entertaining you guys. Do y'all know uh, how Jesus makes tea? He brews it. <laughs> That's a bad joke. Thanks, Dossa. You made me look bad. That's okay. It was a joke. But I, I don't mind us being entertained. But if all you get out of anything is uh, entertainment or warm fuzzy and you don't get the living Christ, you didn't get anything. You didn't get it. And I, I, I just know that's our, that's our whole reason for existing is to help people have an encounter with the living God. To know Him. And uh, I love this, the whole sinner behind the cross. You know, Jesus said this, right? He said, I am the way. He, Matthew 11. And He is the way. And you know, I was reminded, I don't know if any of you, other, if you guys are uh, Trekkies. Sci-fi peoples, you know, Star Wars, you know, that stuff. Uh, and, you know, Star Wars has sequels now. Disney, they're geniuses. They have sequels to the sequels to the sequels. They make money. And it's all the same story. It all goes back to John Wayne and Westerns. But besides that point, I like them because there's always something bad going on. And the, they're going to break in and bring good into the bad and rescue all the people, right? 
And uh, the story's always the same, so I love predictability. Like, I love the, the fact that he turns our, the enemy's work in our lives to good. That's what he always does. That's what Jesus came for. Well, Star Wars has a sequel called The Mandalorian. I may, I don't know, I watch it. Uh, it's another Western in sci-fi. And the Mandalorians are a, a, a group of people that live, they live by a code. And the Mandalorians say this in the movie all the time. They say it, it is the way. It is the way. Like, they have a specific way they live. They have a code that they live by. And every one of their movies, you, they say that same thing over and over in the movie. It's the way. And they all go, it's like there's a holy thing there. It's like, the way. I don't know what that is, but it's a big deal. Because <laughs> it's how they live. And they live and die based on that reality, right? And last week, when Tyler shared, and he shared about Woody, I saw a lot of tears in people's eyes. You guys relate to that movie, a Toy Story. And uh, Woody was, you know, he, he had a broken heart. He had a broken heart. And Tyler said, he pointed out that movie. And I had watched the movie, but I somehow missed the whole, the whole point behind the first movie. Was he had a broken heart. That new Buzz Lightyear guy, hurt his, he got hurt. And... It was causing problems, but in the end, Woody, his heart gets healed, and him and Buzz become friends, and they save each other or something. But the thing is, that's an imaginary story, right, about an imaginary boy. You know, it's a pretend, it's a pretend story, it's animation, about a pretend boy who has a pretend toy whose heart was broken. And so it lays out the whole movie based on that fact. But the truth is, his heart really was broken. And you know, I think today what Tyler was saying is this, guys, we have broken places in our hearts. We have wounds. We are hurting. And the only solution is not a way, it's not a code, it's a person, and his name's Jesus. And when you invite Jesus into that place where I'm broken, when I invite Him in, peace comes, restoration comes, freedom comes, healing comes. And you know the bad thing about us Americans, us, us, uh, all of us, we get so used to the miracles Jesus has done in our lives that we forget, we, we don't even think about it anymore. Do you know the whole purpose of worship is to praise Him for what He's done? And every one of us should be acting the fool. We should all act like Scott in worship, you know? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw Scott. I don't know where he is. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw him under the bus. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Because he's in touch with what Jesus has done in his heart. You see, he didn't come to follow a way of living. He came to meet a man. And Jesus said... Jesus does. There is a code of ethics. But I'm going to tell you, Christianity for most of us has become a cold, dead, black and white code of living. Just like the Mandalorians. Well, I want to tell you that that will end you up living in hell on earth. Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the way. 
And guys, I'm telling you, in American culture, we have created a culture where it's okay to live with a broken heart and never let Jesus in there. Never let him in. Matter of fact, we, we honor people who are strong. And you know what? You can live as coming to church and living in this lifestyle and be admired and, and, and lifted up and, and loved by everybody and not know Him. Not know Him. Like, I'm not talking know about Him. I mean know Him. I was, uh, you see, Easter is about a man. It's a family. It's like, you know what? Because I think a lot of us feel this way. You know, that uh, little boy in that movie that Tyler talked about, he was an imaginary boy. He wasn't real. He didn't matter. And that imaginary boy had a toy that, was real, that really wasn't real. It was just a toy. He wasn't real. And that toy had a broken heart. And you see, I think a lot of us live that same way. You know what happens when you have a broken heart? It, it, it comes out. And there's some place in my heart where I'm not in connection with Jesus. It's going to come out. Because you know what hurt? You know what somebody who's hurt does? Y'all know this. It's a cliche. It's a cute little saying. You know, hurting people hurt people. That's not funny. It is true. Well, you know, every hurt you have is, is a part Jesus wants to heal it. If you're walking around with, this, with a bite out of your heart, with a wound in your heart, and you still have it, and, you, and you're not healed, it's because you haven't let Jesus in there yet. Now, so I want to talk about Easter because, guys, you know what? I want everyone to be free. I want everyone to be healed. I don't want us to be in bondage the way Woody, that little toy guy, was in bondage. Because you know what happens when you get hurt? Uh, two things happen. And I want to I use this scripture. Here's what Jesus said. Matthew 11, right? Jesus explained, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Now, he didn't do what we think. We think he knows the way, he knows the truth, he knows about life. No, he said, I am. If you're like Woody and you felt that you're not even a real person, you don't matter. You're, you're broken. You know, little, little Woody got discarded because he got a new toy. Is that how you feel? You know what happens? That hurts. It hurts to not be loved. It hurts. Some of you are, that's why we're, that's why the children's ministry said, let's do, we love kids and we want to do Easter. But the truth is, there's people that need family that don't have family. And we're willing to give our Easter afternoon and provide a meal and provide all this stuff and work you guys to death just so maybe one family can have a family. Jesus thinks you're worth it. But if you are running, if you're living your life hurt and wounded and broken, Jesus wants to come in. And that's all that really matters. That's why we're here. That's why on Easter, invite your friends. You know why? Because they need him. 
They need freedom. They need healing. They need to be, they need him. They need life. And that's what this is all about. That's what this morning's about. This morning isn't about anything but every single one of us having one of those moments with the Lord. And he sets us free. No one comes, to the, comes next to the Father except through union with me. That's what Jesus said. Through me. Through me. That rejection you feel. That insecurity we feel. I should say we and not you, right? The pain. The, the, the hurt. The, the, all those things Jesus came to heal. And he heals those through union with me. And that's what Tyler was saying last week. And uh, he said, listen, to know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. You see, it's always been about Jesus. The world is offering you solutions to your pain and your brokenness and your separation and your rejection. The world offers you solutions. Our minds offer us solutions. Work harder. Be stronger. Yeah. Go here, go there, do that, do this. All of those things. There's two worlds offering you an answer to every problem you have. One is Jesus, His presence, not about Him. It's not the code. Even though I love that show, The Mandalorian. I I mean, personally, that just fits my personality. Yes, I'm going to live by this code. I'm going to fight evil and I'm going to pursue good. And I'm going to sacrifice myself. And the whole time Jesus is saying, really? Really? I'm the way. A relationship with me is what sets man free, not trying harder, not denying yourself, not discipline. He is the answer. You know, when you look at it, it's just everything. And so I love this. I love the deal that, you know what? Yeah, that pretend movie about a pretend boy, about a pretend toy that was alive with a real pain, a real wound. That's real. And sometimes I'm that pretend boy. I, uh, it's funny. Harvey's in uh, Budapest, Hungary, him and Catherine today. Isn't that crazy? And you know what they're doing in Budapest? They're taking the Jesus that we're talking about with them and they're sharing him with people and people are healed because of Jesus' presence. That's it's it's amazing. They're on the other side of the world. They've been there for 10 days, and uh, this is their last day, and then they'll be flying home tomorrow. But it's like, well, Harvey's healing people. No, Harvey's a carrier. He has this horrible infection called Jesus. It's the same infection you've got. You need to start, you know, licking doorknobs and stuff and spreading it around. (laughs) I just, that's really bad. I don't mean that. I just saw a deal about most germs come from shake, uh, touching doorknobs. So anyway, you need to spread your Jesus germs. And it's not a code, it's a man that lives in me. Have you ever had an experience with Jesus? Honest. Honest. Have you ever been hurting, lonely, lost, confused, left behind, excluded, spit on, broken. Have you ever been broke and not had any way to survive? 
Have you ever felt less than other people? Judged? I mean, go on. Do you think anything in the world matters besides human relationship? Nothing else matters. I know. It's all about Jesus. It's all, it's, you know what? That, that's uh, all I want to see happen today. I don't care if I speak well, if y'all laugh, or if you, what happens. All I care about is you having that same relationship with Jesus that I've known. Because that's what sets us free. Now, Harvey is praying for people and they're being physically healed because of Jesus in him. And he's putting Jesus in them and they're going on. And that's how Jesus is spread. He's spread the same way you spread the flu. And uh, so I just want us to know that. So I've got uh, some things I want to talk about today. I am the way. It's a man, it's not a code. Ask yourself, God, am I living by a code or do I, can I, can you exist without his presence? Then you're living by a code. No, you, his presence is how we exist. It's where my, everything comes from. But we live by codes. And he said, I'm, I'm the way. Now look, here's another thing he says, and this is really true, and this is where Tyler went last week. Is very brave, courageous of him. Jesus said this in Matthew 11, come to me, come to me. Oh no, come live my lifestyle. That isn't what he said. Oh, come memorize the scripture. That's not what he said. Come be as smart as Alan is. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> you know? I, oops, I pushed the wrong button. Uh, I, put, I, uh, I did, I pushed the wrong button. You know, I feel that pressure. Do you all feel it? The superstar Christians and you have to be like them? I feel it because I'm a pastor. It's what I do. And I'm like, that dude has the whole New Testament memorized in three different versions. I'm a failure. I'm not as smart as he is. Or then I listen to those guys, those guys or girls, whatever. I listen to them. They have so much wisdom. Like they can look at what's going on in the world and they can just spew out wisdom. I'm thinking, oh, I'm a loser. Then I, you know, or they're comedians. I love Jerry Clower. If you're old enough, you know that guy is funny. Christian comedian preacher. I love the organizational skills that I see in these huge churches. I love Andy Stanley's stuff. I mean, as far as his, his leadership stuff and his training stuff and his speaking ability. I love his stuff. I love the spirit I see moving in uh, Bill Johnson. And a hundred other people. I see all these things, but the truth is, you know all that matters is I know Jesus. Well, Alan, that you don't, you, you, that really? Uh, yeah. Because I know him. And I, I, wanted, I want you to know him. And somehow God helps me to help people know Jesus. And you know what happens when people, when they have a union with him, they get healed. They get healed. You know, I, I know a man, not here, not here, uh, very intelligent, pulled himself up by his bootstraps, you know, uh, owns several businesses, uh, very wealthy, in church every Sunday, 
a leader in his community. You know, one of those people that if he was in, if he was here in Cabot, everybody in town knows his name, right? And he's in our church, we would all admire him. He's he's likable. Like he's just likable. And he's He's got a lot of wisdom and a lot of going on and he's faithful and he's got a family and he's got everything going and he even he's a good dad and all this stuff's going on. But there's a little problem he has somewhere where he needed to have union with Jesus that he didn't. And uh, he didn't know Jesus. And after years, years in this church, and, it, and you know what happens, we get our back put against the wall usually before we'll do something. He's got his back against the wall, and he's about to lose the only thing that really matters to him. And it's not the business, it's not the money, it's not the community influence. None of that really matters. Because of this weed in his life, he's about to lose this stuff, his family. And then... He meets Jesus. He meets him really. And he does that hard thing in front of a church, a whole church, a town that thought they knew who he was. He has to, <laughs> he has to walk the aisle in his church tradition. If you walk the aisle, you're either really, really a bad sinner or you're lost, you know. <laughs> it's like he has to walk the aisle and he has to tell his pastor that, he doesn't know Jesus. And he asked Jesus to be Lord of his life and to come inside so he could know him. And then he was, got baptized. They didn't even know he wasn't baptized. Never had been. And, you know, I'm talking to him. And he's still broken. But he said, something happened to me. Something. Peace and then uh, I got to help him find where he was separated from Jesus. And, I, and we found it. God showed us. And then, you know what I did? I asked Jesus to come. And he got healed. And God put every world back together. And you know what he told me? Because I'm just curious. I'm like, what happened? When I asked Jesus to come, I never know. I said, what happened? He said, peace that chaos that I felt that fight his whole life he's been fighting to be loved just to be loved his whole life and that day Jesus set him free you know that's what we all need we need Jesus and you know how you know where Jesus isn't in your life there'll be signs it's painful it hurts. Jesus brings life. So Jesus wants to come. When we look at this welcome home for Easter, right? That's what, uh, that's what the children's ministry, that's what we're doing on Easter Sunday. Where anybody, y'all, anybody that needs to, you don't have to stay. This is for people who, we want to serve people who need, don't have family to go be with. And so we're going to be here, we're going to feed everybody, and we're going to put up the blow-up things, we're going to have games and toys for the kids, and we're just going to have a family get-together after church on Easter Sunday. And uh, it really is about welcome home. You see, Jesus is inviting you home. It's the best place to be. 
And it's going to be fun. And that's why we're doing it. Now, how does this happen? Here's what happens. When you're hurt, and we all get hurt. Some of us get hurt a lot. The more sensitive you are, the more you get hurt, you know. The more intelligent you are, the more you get hurt. The more observant you are, the more you get hurt. Listen, it just pays to be a, a I'm not going to say that. So here's what John 14, 1. Here's steps. I actually give you some steps. Very simple steps with steps. Don't worry or surrender to your fear. You know what happens when you get hurt? You instantly, fear becomes real in your life. We call it being gun shy. We call it learning. When somebody starts to slap you, you learn to duck. You learn to jab. You learn to move. But why? Because you're afraid because you've already experienced that pain. So instantly when you're hurt, fear becomes real in your life. Because you don't, we don't want to get hurt. I don't want my heart to get ripped open again. It's already been ripped open. I don't want to be rejected again. I've already been rejected. I don't want to fail again and be a failure because I've already failed. And so that pain becomes a reality and it be, it, fear enters our life. And listen, fear has a twin brother. It's called anger. Sorry. Listen, anger is an emotion that God gave us, but also anger becomes something that we use to protect ourselves. And when you do that, it's demonic, and it hurts people. And so all of a sudden, I get hurt, now I'm afraid of getting hurt, and now guess how I protect myself? Anger. Or guess how I inspire myself? Anger. And so all of a sudden, anger becomes a part of my life. And I become very, very successful with the adrenaline and the focus and the energy I receive, not from Holy Spirit, but from anger. And that's just what happens. It, it happens over and over again in our world. And so when, once the anger comes, the hurt comes, the fear comes, and the anger comes. And listen, that's, that's just what happens. And so in your life, you want to know if you've got pain? Do you have anger? Or righteous indignation, we call it? Or irritation? Or are you put out? There's a hundred Christian words for anger. They're all valid. They're real words. But where's that anger coming from? Well, it's because of her. <laughs> I just point at Tiffany. It's not because of her, right? She can't make me angry. It's in me. And so the anger comes from where? From fear. I'm either going to protect myself by the energy anger gives me, or I'm going to protect myself by the, the power anger gives, me, anger gives me over people. And so anger becomes our friend. Now, there's a... So it's, we have to finish reading that. So God, Jesus said, don't worry. Don't surrender to fear. For you believed in God, now trust in me. You know what? To Jesus to come, you have to let go of your fear and you have to let go of your anger to allow Jesus into that place in your heart. Because those that's just walls you put around your heart to keep people away, to keep from being hurt again. And now how's Jesus going to come in if you won't open the door? Now we know he's already in our hearts, but he's not in that place. And Jesus wants to come in today. 
You see, I, I, don't, I don't have any other goal today than for us individually, for each of us to have encounters with him, to know him. And that's what, John, that's what Jesus was talking about in John 14. And because he said, he said, listen, when everything's ready, I'll come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. And you already know the way to the place where I'm going. You see, the way to that place is relationship. They knew that already. And so that's what he's talking about. And then Jesus in Matthew, I just wanted to put this because it's really true. Let's don't forget how big a deal Jesus is. I think we become complacent as Christians about how big a deal he is. And the advertising in the world tells us that other things will make people happy. It won't. Jesus. Yeah, but education's important. Yes, it's important. But if without Jesus, it's worthless. Well, money's important and land's important and power's important. Without Jesus, it'll put, you'll be in the worst bondage and somebody with nothing. You see, Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's just Him, guys. And you know what? Y'all are carriers. You're carriers. When you invite somebody to come to Easter service or to come to your small group or to come to Grace Fellowship or when you talk to people, you're inviting them into relationship with Jesus, not into a, a way of living. That way of living comes out of your relationship. The way of living isn't what's going to make you happy. It's Him. He's what makes us happy. So he says, um, I want to go, he says, yes, Father, you've hidden this great revelation. You know what Jesus, what was hidden? That relationship. He said, yes, Father, your plan delights your heart as you've chosen this way to extend your kingdom by giving it to those who have become like trusting children. You see, you know all Jesus wants from us is for us to trust him. Well, no, he wants me to behave myself. Yeah, that's a fruit of trusting him and relationship with him. It's not, you can't make it happen. It's what happens. It's getting pregnant with the Holy Spirit. You will, you will obey him. You will be good. You will be everything God's ever planned for us to be. He gives it to us because we're like children. You have entrusted me with all that you are. And all that you have, no one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. And no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to unveil the Father to anyone He chooses. Jesus will open up inside of us. He's in us. We just have to let Him go. You know, I, uh, I look at that and I, I love the Scripture. And here's what I want to do today for you to meet Jesus. Jesus said it this way, verse 28. Are you weary? Weary means getting tired from effort. Working and working and working and working. That's what that word means. Are you weary? Have you been trying really, really hard and you're tired? You're just tired. Maybe emotionally, maybe in relationship, maybe in your life, you know. He said, if you're weary... Then he said this, are you carrying a heavy burden? You know the burdens we carry? Uh, my concern for somebody I love. My, uh, I was talking to Pastor Tim about a school district that he was in and how it's just, it's, I, I, wouldn't, I would not 
I worry about those guys. It's a burden to me. It's like, oh, I want those kids to be free. I want those teachers to be happy. I want the school to be good. And it's a burden, you know. So are you, are you burdened? Like I know we're, a lot of us are weary, that that's a reality in our world. Are you weary? Well, are you burdened? Is your heart heavy for other people, for other things? For And then there's an answer to that. And it's not a one, two, three step. It's not more effort. It's not you have to read a book. The answer is Jesus. Well, Alan, you're crazy. Yeah. I believe. The, you know the Scripture isn't the answer. Jesus said, you guys, you Jewish people, y'all, y'all pour over the Scripture and over and over and over and over looking for life, and the whole time the Scripture's pointing to me. You see, the Scriptures all point to Jesus. The answer isn't in the wisdom of the Bible. The answer's in a person. And He's inside of you. And He's inside of me. And everyone has access to Him. You'll find refreshment and rest in me, is what Jesus said. You know, I, uh, this isn't my plan, so I'm going to do it, but uh, I've, uh, you guys know a lot about it, but I've, I've written a couple of books, nothing's been published, but I like, I don't like to write, I almost said I like to write them, but I don't like writing, but I feel like I need to, and it's just so people can know him, you know? So they can know the shame-free gospel. And so I said, okay. So I I wrote, the second book I wrote is entitled, What's Wrong With Me? Uh, me, not you, me. And that's what I titled the book. Because the book is basically my life from birth up until the day God set me free of rage. Which... Shoot, I was 35 or 40 years old when that happened. And y'all know that story. But uh, I had a wound. I did. I had a broken heart that turned into, um, it's funny, it it was those three steps. I had a broken heart. Something happened to me. I got angry right? First, I was afraid. I really believed I was going to die. When you're afraid, anger is its partner. I got angry, and I discovered that anger is a very useful tool in our hands, and I spent my whole life using anger to advance, to succeed, to do everything, to serve God even. And then one day, uh, this really weird thing happened, Jesus and I got together in that broken, broken place in my heart. I took down the walls that kept him away. I took down the unforgiveness. I took down the, 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 the bondage I had with anger. I put all of those down. And I really came to a place where, like, God, I feel like I'm going to die, but I'm going to trust you. And Jesus came in and he healed me that day. I don't feel those feelings anymore. Jesus did something no man could do. And so we have, you know, ends up being we do freedom prayer, the same thing. All freedom prayer is is getting you to a place where you can have an encounter with him. 
That's all it is. It's not counseling. I don't do counseling. I don't have any good advice. You know, well, I have some. Um, you know, don't slap a police officer. Don't resist arrest. If he says stop, stop before they shoot you with the thing, right? I've, I have some good advice. That's pretty good advice. But if you're in bondage to something in your heart, you can't stop. I couldn't stop the anger. I couldn't. And it's not just me. You can't stop the depression. You can't stop the anxiety. You can't stop the nervousness or the, the inhibitions. You can't. Only Jesus can. He's the way. Now, can you and Jesus have an encounter? Yes, you can. So I, I did. Uh, I'm trying everything I can to avoid this, but I'm going to read this. So I wrote this book, and I asked uh, Shauna Burns, that therapist lady who developed seed digging and wrote this book and all that. Uh, I asked her to write me a foreword for the book, and uh, the editor person said, you have to have a foreword. And I'm like, oh, great. I'll do it. And so I asked her to, and it took her a lot longer than I thought it would, and it's a lot longer than I thought it was, and it's, it's just highly embarrassing, but there's a point, okay? I'm going to read it, and it's really not to lift me up. As a matter of fact, I would take my name out and put Jesus' name in, actually, what she says. Here's her forward, because she discovered this. As a licensed mental health counselor supervisor, licensed alcohol and drug abuse counselor, clinical supervisor, and a doctoral clinical psychologist is what she's working about to become, I... I really don't want to read this, but I'm going to. So please don't think I'm... Anyway, I'm going to read it. I, I know, it's so dumb. I credit my career, marriage, and family to God and Alan Alford. That's hard to read. But guys, it wasn't me. I just got her and Jesus together. Like, I'm good at hooking you up with somebody in the spirit realm. I hooked her up with Jesus because I know he's the way. And she knew Jesus. Shauna, you know, she's known Jesus since she was born. You know, it's like she is. So, okay, let's go on. I'm sorry. I've known... Uh, okay, I didn't know this would be hard to read. I've known Alan for over half of my life. But uh, I don't want to read this. Dwayne, you could, no, you're not going to read it. I'm, I'm a man. I could do it. I've known Alan for over half of my life, but really connected with him during a time in my life that I needed a miracle and something to heal my mind from the daily internal battles that I faced. I was newly married, starting a new career, and secretly battling crippling eating disorders. If that's you, don't cover it up. Shauna's one of the most intelligent people I've ever known in a lot of different areas of intelligence. She started businesses, she's run huge organizations, and she's developed a seed digging that's, that is in, I don't know, the biggest school districts in Arkansas. Changing children's lives, right? Changing therapists' lives. So she's not a loser at anything ever. She's way smarter than me. 
But there was somewhere in her life where these things were going on and she was so good she could battle them and she could cover them up and she was on medication. She, but they weren't gone. They were still destroying her. And she knew if I don't meet Jesus, I'm not going to make it. Guys, I've, I'm there. I've been there and I choose to stay there. If he doesn't show up, It's all over. You need to admit that. It takes humility. For that man that I'm talking about, he walked an aisle in in one of those churches where you do that and that thing, and he he had to swallow his pride and say, you know what? I'm a great guy. Very successful. You all admire me, but I don't know Jesus. Y'all thought I did. But, you know, that, that inside thing, I've never felt his presence. And now he does. So, Al and I happened to attend the same conference one summer in Texas. In a random conversation, he and I began talking about my career as a new mental health counselor. Somewhere in the conversation, he began to share stories of many individuals he had worked with who had overcome severe mental health disorders and were continuing to live happy, healthy lives. The names of the disorders he spoke about were the same name ones I had recently learned about in school, and they were deemed incurable. You're not incurable. You are not incurable. The Bible's true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Don't believe those people. And it was hard. She's so smart. She knows all this stuff, right? But when I was talking to her, I remember, oh, Lord, God love her. So as he spoke, a part of me didn't believe that was even possible, yet another part desperately wanted and needed to believe him. At one point in the conversation, I began to share with Alan about the secret I had hidden for years, that I had fought horrific eating disorders since I was 12 years old. Oh, this part's terrible. This next sentence. There's nobody on the side stage. I was looking for help back here. There's nobody there. I'm all alone. Me and Jesus. Y'all are here, right? Okay, Lisa's with me. Dawson, you threw me under the bus. Thanks for the joke. Okay, here we go. If you've ever met Alan, this is wonderful. This is where a lot of us are. It's just where I am. If you've ever met Alan... You will know, and he, she's writing this for a book, so they, those people don't know me. Um, you will notice that there is nothing over the top about his personality. <laughs> he doesn't use persuasive words or have an enticing presence or aura that draws you in. <laughs> I'm like, anything else, Shauna? <laughs> He's not very bright. No, she didn't say that. She wouldn't say that. But isn't that all true? I mean, to me, it's true. I don't care. I'm not a a, a lucid speaker. I'm not logical. I'm not going to convince you of anything other than one thing. Will you try Jesus? He is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you're still in bondage, if you have addictions, if you have depression, if you have anxiety, if you have eating disorders, if you're consumed with fear, listen, Jesus is the answer and the only answer you'll ever find. Now, He loves you. 
So he'll give you all kinds of coping mechanisms. Anger is one of the best. Uh, working hard, great coping mechanism. Chemicals, really good coping mechanism. There's a lot of them, and Jesus will help you even if you choose not to give him a chance in here. He'll help you. He loves you. He's, he's not going to abandon you. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so all that stuff is true. There's nothing, whatever. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yet in the 25 years that I've known him, he is, and this is probably true, I call it boring, he is the same person. He is constant. Okay, thank you, Shauna. I'm constantly not persuasive or personality. <laughs> That's okay. I'm okay with it. It's just true, right? I know I'm not. I'm, or that, I, that's not me. I want to be me. Don't you want to be you and be happy with you? You know what Shauna said? After I poured, my, out my, I poured my soul out to him in a side conversation at that conference, which I don't remember, I asked him to please take me through a session. I needed healing. I needed to be free from the constant berating thoughts of food, exercise, and disgust that I saw when I looked in the mirror. If that didn't break your heart, beautiful young lady with every potential in the world was disgusted with everything she saw about herself. And she had those horrible, I tell you, those eating disorders, her body was falling apart. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a miracle she ever had children. She has two wonderful daughters that love Jesus and just amazing girls now. She was told she could never have kids because of what she had done to her body after 15 years of eating disorders and addiction to exercise. The horrible combination. Alan happily agreed. I'm not sure about that, but I agreed to take me through a counseling session. He didn't even ask me to drive to his office instead he drove to me over three hours away and met me in my hometown in one session Jesus she put Alan but I'm telling you it was Jesus in one session the Jesus I know you know why I know Jesus because I'm desperately needy I need his voice to silence those things, right? You know those voices in your head that say you're not good enough, that say you're nothing, that say you're boring, that say you're blah, blah, blah. Those voices, I need Him. And when He speaks to my heart, nothing but peace. When He speaks to my heart, I'm happy. When He speaks to my heart, I'm free from anger. When He comes, and it's not speaking, when His presence comes. And so she said... Uh, in one session, Jesus helped me to see myself through a lens I had never looked through before. There weren't any fireworks that went off in that session. There were no loud noises or lights that flickered on and off. There was nothing spectacular from the outside. Yet somehow when the session was over, when her meeting with Jesus was over, I felt completely different on the inside. You want some of that? His name's Jesus. And guys, let's... You know what I think? She said this, when I looked in the mirror, I no longer saw a worthless piece of junk. I saw Shauna. Someone who deserved to be loved and was lovable. I saw myself in a totally different light. 
The next morning when I woke up, I didn't have those swarming thoughts. Do you all know what that is? If you've never experienced it, it's bad. Swarming thoughts of food or exercise on my mind. After I ate my first meal of the day, I didn't have a driving compulsion to throw it up. There was calm inside my head like nothing I had remembered ever feeling. Why do you need to invite people to come to Grace or to come to your small group so they can meet this guy? His name's Jesus. And those things that are happening that you're unaware of, when you look at somebody, you can't see that. Nobody would guess that about her. I, I didn't guess it. I mean, I could hear it in her talking in that day. I, you know, she, when I could hear it, but I never knew that it was killing her physically and emotionally. She was dying. And uh, since that day, almost 20 years ago, oh, she said, <clears throat> there was calm inside of my head like nothing I had remembered ever feeling. That's what Jesus is like. Calm, peace, love, joy, hope. She said, I've never remembered feeling that. And she loved Jesus, I'm telling you, her whole life. Uh, <clears throat> It was like being in a house with a loud air conditioner on and then suddenly it's turned off. That noise was no longer there. It was silenced. Do you want the noise silenced in your head? The accusations, the things that cause you pain. Jesus wants to silence those noises. Since that day, 20 years ago, I have never regressed back to having bulimia nor anorexia again. Not only did my behaviors change, the drive and compulsion from inside of me dissipated, the neural connections in my brain were rewired, and the deep ruts of addiction no longer trapped me. That moment was truly a new beginning for me. Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Not me. Jesus. This morning you can leave here with him. And I know you just like hers. You already have him. But there's somewhere causing that stuff inside of you. He wants to come there. And uh, since that time in my life, I've trained with Alan in hundreds of sessions by observing and going through them myself. Just as a garden, we don't just pull weeds one time. Eventually, new weeds grow. And in order to keep the garden thriving, you know, that's why we're not really excited about Jesus anymore. Most of us, we have this major encounter with Jesus, and then we don't keep the garden going. And so we don't have anything to be happy about today. Do a check. Are you excited about Jesus? If you're not, you're not having encounters with him. It's really... Uh, as a result of learning from Alan, I created a technique called seed digging. Seed digging is a compassionate counseling approach that teaches children and adults how their mind works through an analogy of a garden. It equips them to see themselves through a new lens, one of love and hope, and to stop negative thought patterns by pulling them at the root and not by just bandaging the symptoms since my training with Alan, I've seen hundreds of children and adults also healed from debilitating mental health disorders. And I've trained many 
counselors and mental health professionals to do the same. I'm not reading the rest. That's it, pretty much. Um, this morning, come on. Um, I credit you guys. I credit you guys with these books I'm writing. But the books are so people can have hope in Him. It's not hopeless. It's not. And you know what the beauty is? Jesus is going to expose every place in your life where you're disconnected from Him. Me too. He exposes those, those weeds, those roots in our heart where we're hurt. He'll expose it because He wants to heal it. And you know how He exposes it? Through anger. Anxiety. Addictions. You know, the Scriptures, you know what the Scriptures are for? It's not a code book. It tells you this is how, it's all about Jesus and having a relationship with Him. And the Scriptures clearly say, this is what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus. And this is what it looks like to not have a relationship with Him. It's all designed to bring us back into relationship with Him. So look at your life. Don't ignore the stuff. You can ignore it when it's small. I would recommend doing it before your back is back against a wall. You know, I waited till my back was against the wall. About to lose everything before I dealt with anger. Don't wait that long. Let Jesus come in. He wants to come in. He wants to come and heal your broken heart. That's what wounds do. They're broken hearts. So this morning, I just want to say that. This week, you know what? You're a carrier of Jesus. I mean, I happen, it's just a privilege. I get to pray with a lot of people individually like Shauna, you know. And I get to see that miracle happen in face-to-face over and over and over and over again with people. And it keeps me going, you know. I'm like seeing life come. But you know what? You're a carrier too. You're a carrier. So when you invite people to come and eat, on Easter, you're not inviting them just to an event or a group or what. You're inviting them to come meet life itself. And when you come to worship, you're bringing people into life. Jesus. And you get to be a part of that. We all do. And so I just want to encourage you guys. Don't ever belittle the Jesus that lives in you. And don't become complacent or uh, in... uh, not enabled, um, entitled. Don't let that spirit come in you. Be present with him for the rest of your life. And be excited about him because he is real. Every one of you guys, y'all have had experiences with him. And you know what? You don't have to leave here today without experiencing him. He'll change your life. He will change your life and I mean, you may still be like me, not not much to listen to or look at. Whatever I forget what how she says. She writes really well, doesn't she? She's so smart. I admire people who write well. Um, <laughs> I really do. It's like wow, uh, but that doesn't make her any more special than you or me. Jesus wants you to know Him today, and He'll set you free. So let's all uh, stand up. We have oh, I have a, a Jennifer Alford behind the wall. Hey, Jennifer. So, Jesus, we, uh, I just thank you that the children's ministry 
put on a family dinner on Easter. And God, I thank you that uh, we have a heart for people who may not have families. So God, we just want to honor you by presenting you to people. So Jesus, help us not to become entitled or complacent about you. And God, we believe that you really are the answer to every every need, every broken heart, every wound we've ever had. This morning, if you'd like to follow Jesus, if you'd like to invite him into a wound in your heart, a broken place in your heart, that's what Tyler so bravely presented to us last week. Let Jesus in. Don't leave without him. And if you become complacent, if you become entitled, if you think maybe you don't even appreciate what he's done anymore, uh, you, you need to fix that. He is the way, the only way to life. So God, I just thank you that you came to be family with us. And that the cross and the resurrection, Easter day is all about family. So, Jesus, we welcome you. And this week, God, I ask you to give it, put it in our hearts to, uh, to share Jesus with people, to share the life that you've given us with, with, with uh, our friends and our family and the people we work around. God, that we wouldn't be ashamed of telling the truth. So this morning, I just want to encourage you, if you would like to know him, uh, we just invite you to come forward. We have people that here that uh, we trust that we want to pray, that will pray with you. Or maybe you just have a wound and you, you have something and you just need something. Uh, we would love to pray with you this morning, okay? So thank you for being here. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week and on Easter. Amen. God bless you guys.